0: Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at Chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family.
1: Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area And your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you.
2: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Summer's on the farm with my aunt and uncle out in Iowa in every little town called Early Iowa, and we'd, every Saturday night, go to town. Everybody went to town on Saturday night, moms and dads and kids, and the uh, men went to the tavern, went to Dutch's. the women went to the Cardinal Cafe, the kids ran all over town, played ball or whatever. That's before light beer, before you had cell phones. That's how you knew what was going on in the neighborhood. So, small town USA brings back some memories. Listen to Justin Moore this morning. Well, we got to get into the modern world, which we will do. We'll talk about uh, some things going on. And some surveys being taken that you might be asked to be part of. And if you are, you better participate because they'll come and get you. And we'll talk about weather. Warm it up. I don't see any minus signs at all. Isn't that a good thing? Badgers won a football game last night. So the Big Ten so far is perfect in bowl games as the Badgers kind of kicked off the season for the Big Ten out in Phoenix last night be to Oklahoma State I believe the final score was 24 to 17 I don't know they didn't start till about 8 15 and that means yours truly was uh long gone by halftime but I saw this morning that they did win so uh that was uh, that was a good thing as well and uh the fairs getting ready to have their annual convention down in Wisconsin Dells after we turn the calendar page to 2023 we'll talk about some of the young people vying to be the fairest of the fairs in Wisconsin, so uh, we'll get to that and a whole lot more this morning here on Wax. It's 25 degrees right now. It's going to be upper 30s by the end of the day. Don't take that pill now, you guys. <laughs> you got to get up and do chores. You don't have time for that. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's take a look at our weather. 38, chance of precipitation today, so you know it could be mixed and it could be kind of tricky at times, so do be careful if you're out in the bottle. Breezy, too, but the breeze will be out of the south, so that's what's going to warm us up to about 36, 38 today. Down to 25 tonight, Thursday, 37. Again, chance of some Mixed precipitation, so be careful. 25 on Friday, partly sunny. And New Year's weekend, then you can take your pill. 30, 35 for New Year's Eve day at 35. And we're looking at 34 on New Year's Day with some cloudy skies. And uh, right now, as we said, it's 25 degrees, 38 to the high today, 36, 38, something like that. Maybe a chance of some mixed precipitation, breezy out of the south, so be careful. It's a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, what's going on this Wednesday morning?
3: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden is promising to hold airlines accountable for thousands of delays and cancellations over the holidays. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says they're looking into Southwest Airlines specifically.
4: Well, they need to take care of their passengers and they need to take care of their employees. Look, everybody understands that there is extreme weather across the country. But where most airlines saw their performance start to improve, Southwest has actually moved in the other direction.
3: On Twitter, the president urged Americans affected by cancellations to visit the Department of Transportation's website to see if they're entitled to compensation. The agency said it will be examining whether Southwest Airlines could have done more to prevent widespread flight cancellations the day after Christmas. Southwest officials say its crew scheduling process is partly to blame for the chaos. After deadly storms pummeled the east coast, heavy rain, winds and snow will now be the story along the west coast this week. Atmospheric rivers will be driving moisture from Washington down to California throughout Wednesday. These storms have already resulted in large numbers of power outages, and flash flooding remains a concern. One of the men who conspired to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has been sentenced to 16 years in prison. Chris Caraggio has the story.
5: Adam Fox was convicted in August in a 2020 plot to abduct the Democratic governor over her COVID-19 restrictions. A judge opted against the prosecution's bid to put Fox behind bars for life. U.S. District Judge Robert Junker said a life sentence wasn't needed to get the point across, and he questioned if Fox was the natural leader
3: of the plot. I'm Chris Caraggio. And average holiday debt is up 24% from last year. That's according to new data out from LendingTree, which puts the number at $1,560. Only about a third of Americans took on holiday debt, but it's the highest it's been since 2015. While record inflation seems to show signs of cooling, high costs coupled with rising interest rates make it more expensive to carry credit card debt. You're listening to the latest from
6: NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the
2: Midwest Farm Report. What a difference a week makes. Remember last week at this time, batting down the hatches, the wind's going to blow 40, 50 miles an hour. We're going to get a half a foot of snow. Well, that pretty much happened. But now it's changing. One week later, today, our high mid to upper 30s. Chance of some mixed precipitation and a little breezy, but that's going to be out of the south, so that'll be blowing in some warmer weather, so nothing like last week. 38 today, 25 overnight, 37 tomorrow with a chance of more of that mixed precipitation, so do be careful out there. Friday, high of 25, but partly sunny. Then New Year's weekend, not bad, 35 on New Year's Eve. 34 on New Year's Day and cloudy skies. 23 in Rice Lake and Wausau. 19 in Medford. That's one of the few places in the teens this morning. Marshfield at 22. Green Bay, 25. Madison, Sun Prairie at 26. Milwaukee at 27. And right now it's 25 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, yeah, let's take a look at those markets courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance in the cash livestock trade. Choice fed beef steers and heifers trading 150 to 160 early this week. Choice fed Holstein steers 130 to 138 with a select and silage fed 119 to 129. Cows 75 to 85. The bulls 80 to 90. In the butcher hog trade, that trade was at uh, 43 to 68. Sows 42 to 43. 17 and a half and down. Shorn Market lambs 127 and down with the feeder lambs 155 to $2. In other sheep and goat news, ewes traded 90 to $1.15, small goats 65 to 195, medium goats 135 to 270, large goats 210 to 450, and the nanny goats 110 to 305. Mercantile exchange, livestock futures were mixed. February live cattle one hundred fifty seven eighty seven that was up twelve. April one hundred sixty one eighty two that was unchanged and June live cattle one hundred fifty seven sixty seven that was down seventeen. Feeder cattle were lower across the board. January feeders one hundred eighty three ten down ninety, March one hundred eighty five forty down a dollar thirty five. April one hundred eighty nine twelve down a dollar twelve. May at one hundred ninety two forty five down eighty two and August at two hundred two oh seven. Down forty-seven. Lean hog carcass contracts, they were higher yesterday. February closed ninety-one forty-seven up three sixty-five. April at ninety-six forty-five up a dollar seven. May at one oh one even that was up twenty-seven. And June hogs one hundred eight ninety-two up seventeen. On the board of trade, mostly higher yesterday. Corn was higher on some South American crop concerns. Beans were way up. They reached 15.22 in the middle of the day trade, but uh, then they came back down. uh, Concern about South American crops, but also uh, meal and oil turned around a little bit, but there was, like I said, finished higher, but a little give back from 15.22, and wheat was higher. Cold weather concerns are being allayed now with the weather. Overnight, March corn down a penny at six seventy three. The oats at three seventy. March wheat two to three cents lower at seven seventy one, and March soybeans up eleven cents overnight, sitting at fifteen dollars a bushel this morning. Soybean meal up four ten at four hundred fifty one dollars and ninety cents. Barrel cheese up six one eighty five and a half. The blocks up three and a quarter at two fifteen and a half. Butter down a cent and a half at 238. Class 3, December unchanged 2053. January up 37 at 1983. February up 14 at 1881. March up 7 at 1870. And April up a nickel at 1904 as prices were mixed through next summer into next fall. What's going on with energy markets? We're going to find out next. Isaac's going to join us from Provision Partners here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax
6: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: While in the past week our demand for heating oil has gone down a little bit from uh, 50 below of the wind chills to where we're going to be 30s this week, let's talk about that industry this morning on our Provision Partners program Isaac Brown is with us, and Isaac is the energy specialist with Provision Partners Cooperative. And uh, here, as we get into the uh, last week of the year, Isaac, what's been happening in this oil market, in the energy industry overall? Yeah, Bob, thanks for having
7: me. I mean, really, what we've been seeing is uh, you know the demand for diesel fuel and everything like that has really increased, um, you know, especially with that Big uh, heating push we had there, but now you know hopefully that'll taper off as that cold weather moves out of the states. But uh, the biggest news is Russian oil cuts, so they're they're going to reduce their production and their exportation of crude oil. So that kind of bolstered prices on uh, Friday, you know, leading into that long holiday weekend. And um, you know, Chinese demand has become strong now; they're pretty much back online. And uh, you know we saw crude oil come up about two bucks. So, I mean, really, right now what we're seeing is a lot of strength in the demand side of um, you know the world market. But there is still kind of a looming threat of this the, the big R word uh, recession. So you know it's it's kind of prices are being held a little bit down by that recession. But I think a lot of people probably saw about a fifteen cent increase in gas and diesel just over the holiday weekend, just because of that news out of Russia and some positive market reports out of China.
2: Isaac, how big a player is Russia in the world oil market? We always think of uh, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates. How big a player is Russia?
7: You know, up until recently, Russia was pretty much number two right behind those other big OPEC nations. So, I mean, Russia was producing on exporting more than the U.S. Until recently, the U.S. did eclipse Russia. But, um, yeah, they're they're a major, major factor when it comes to crude oil prices and refined product
2: prices. And China, of course, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow in China. So do you expect that that Chinese demand is going to continue? Or with the COVID lockdown and different things that they have off and on, how consistent is China? You know, China is a little bit of a wild card,
7: but based on that recent political unrest and, you know, uh, their President Xi kind of loosening a lot of the restrictions, I I don't really see it being much of a benefit for him to re-impose a lot of those restrictions. So I'm thinking, you know, right now it's looking like Chinese demand is probably on the upward trajectory going into 2023. So I don't really see that softening. Our analysts don't really see that softening. Um, you know, they—it's they, kind of a do-or-die for that economy right now. They—they they don't want political unrest. That's—that's that's something that China can't have.
2: Isaac Brown with us, an energy specialist with Provision Partners Cooperative. So, Isaac, kind of translate that into what it means for us. On the farm as far as energy production, and we know the need for energy to produce fertilizer, book fuel ahead of time. What's on the horizon? What are you looking at? I think the best thing to do right
7: now is sit down with your financial advisor or, you know, someone that you trust and figure out a break-even number, especially on all your inputs, whether it be seed, fertilizer, energy, whatever it is, and find a target number and work with your local cooperatives and uh you know get with an energy specialist like me and just say hey here's the number we want to hit and let's look at booking a portion right now that way we know going into next year here's a number that we're going to have that we can make money at
2: what's the best way to get a hold of you at uh, provision partners isaac to talk about this
7: yeah so you can call my office at seven one five two eight four five three five four and just ask debbie or brandy in there and They can get you forwarded right over to me, and I'd be happy to answer any questions anyone
2: has. And again, Isaac Brown. Thanks, Isaac. Have a good day, Isaac Brown. On top of those energy markets, he's your energy expert, I guess we could call him, at Provision Partners Cooperative. And we've got 16 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're going to take a look at some farm news on Wax. That's coming up next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax
6: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, we're going to start with a story this morning since uh, we got news that the mother of one of these young ladies is on her way, on her way to help milk cows at the home farm now that she's uh, on teaching break from uh, school. The 57th Wisconsin Association Affairs Annual Convention will be held January 8th through the 11th Now, the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells, that means selecting our next fairest of the fairs, a big part of that convention every year. And 38 students are vying for that job from our area. That includes Kyra Buell from the Adams County Fair, Brooke Shatley of Barron County. Haley Sternitsky from the Central Wisconsin State Fair, Jaden Teschner from Clark County, Grace Kling from Jackson County, Haley Robinson of Juneau County, Sam Wirtz from the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, Also, Rachel Nelson from Polk County, Rachel Santafer from over in St. Croix County, Kendra Goplin. Kendra Goplin, of course, from Trempeleau County. Her mom, Mindy, is on the way to her home farm down in Ettrick right now to help milk cows. She texted me that, and I said, I hope you haven't forgotten how. But uh, Kendra's running for the Fairs to the Fairs. Also, Caitlin Dunham from Vernon County and Brenna Murray from the Wisconsin Valley Fair over in Wausau. So good luck to all those young people because, again, that's uh, quite an honor. And it's a big job getting around to the Fairs in the summertime, representing the great, great history of Fairs in Wisconsin. And we'll take a look at more news as we go along this morning. But uh, our news brought to you by Chili Implement of Chili. Coming up, we're going to get a little bit about the Farm Bill. 2023, we're supposed to write, not we, but the Congress is supposed to write a new Farm Bill. Will they get it done? What's involved? We'll talk about that next here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As we get into 2023, one of the first things that will happen, at least in Washington, is the swearing in of the new Congress, meaning the House will now be under control of Republicans. And what does that mean for a 2023 farm bill? Will we get one? What will it look like? Bob Boesel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, Charity, you had a chance to talk to somebody that's uh, in the fray, so to speak, in Washington about a possible new farm bill. What would you find out? That's right, Bob. And what people may not realize is the Farm Bill
8: governs many different areas related to agriculture, including income support, food system, trade, conservation, and so much more. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We are due for a new Farm Bill in 2023, and helping to support farmers at this level is Mike Strands, the Vice President of Advocacy for the National Farmers Union. He shares more about who the key negotiators are coming up in the farm bill, as well as key issues that he's helping to lobby for.
4: The 2023 Farm Bill is going to be led by the lead Republican and lead Democrat on both the House and Senate Agriculture Committees. So in the Senate, the chairwoman is almost certainly going to be Debbie Stabenow. This will be her third Farm Bill in a leadership role. She's from Michigan. On the Republican side in the Senate, John Bozeman from Arkansas will be the ranking member, likely. Meanwhile, on the House side, there's been a little bit of a change with uh, Congressman Glenn G.T. Thompson from Pennsylvania has been selected as the chairwoman chairman for the coming Congress. This is after Republicans took control of the House. And then the likely ranking member of the House Agriculture Committee, so the top Democrat, is expected to be David Scott from Georgia. So those four will be the lead negotiators. Of course, there's plenty of dozens of members of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees who will play a big role in all of this. And depending on the issue, some senators or some members of Congress will rise up to the top to be part of the negotiations there. I'm expecting, we'll hear a lot from Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey, Senator Amy Klobuchar, and Senator Tina Smith, both from Minnesota, play a big role. Chuck Grassley, Senator from Iowa, does as well. So there's going to be people that step up here and there in the farm bill process, and uh, there's going to be plenty of ways to negotiate and push ahead.
8: So the one thing I noticed as you were listing off these names, none of them are from Wisconsin. So what is Wisconsin's influence for the 2023 farm bill?
4: At the moment, and this could change, but there aren't any members of the House or Senate agriculture committees from Wisconsin. However, two members of the Wisconsin delegation play some pretty important roles. Senator Tammy Baldwin is the chair of the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Agriculture. So when it comes to funding programs that are subject to appropriations, Senator Baldwin controls that. That's a huge job and gives a lot of influence to Wisconsin. Similarly, Congressman Mark Pocan from the Madison area is uh, the third-ranking Democrat on the House Appropriations Subcommittee for Agriculture. So there's some ways to speak up there. And of course, even if members aren't on the committee that consider the farm bill, they've got friends who do and they can make connections that way. So Wisconsin still has a good, strong influence on farm bill policies.
8: Now let's go into the baseline trends. Can you talk about what those are and the trends you have seen over the years from past farm bills to the 2023 farm bill?
4: So when we're talking about the farm bill and baseline, what we're talking about is the funding and a change in baseline. Baseline funding means either an increase or a decrease from what the bill would cost if it was reauthorized as is for 10 years. So any changes uh, to funding is the baseline that we're considering here. Over the years, farm bills have had more baseline, they've had less baseline, or they've had the same amount. I'm expecting, and I, I think a lot of observers in Washington would say that the next farm bill is likely to have the same or less baseline than the current one. That seems to be due to the spending that's gone on in the last couple of years that Congress might not be in the mood to do more big spending packages like that. So it sounds like we'll have an even or a decreased baseline for the 2023 Farm Bill.
8: What are the Farm Bill priorities moving forward of Wisconsin Farmers Union, National Farmers Union, but other ag organizations as well? How do those positions compare?
4: This is the time in the Farm Bill process where there's lots of organizational statements about what needs to get done, what the priorities are for any number of groups. So for National Farmers Union, we've identified four areas of priority The four topics are adding a competition title to the next farm bill so that markets can be fair and competitive for farmers. And another is to improve the farm safety net for family farmers and ranchers to make sure there's resources there to reflect the changing market realities with higher input costs and things like that. And then there's also a special point in the National Farmers Union priorities on growth management for dairy to make sure that family dairy farms are protected against a market that's increasingly stacked against them. Finally, of our four priorities, the last one is on conservation and climate. With the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, there was a historic investment in climate programs and conservation programs. We need to build on that in the next Farm Bill. So those are the four points. But other groups have put out their own priorities as well. We've heard from a lot of other farm groups that want to protect crop insurance and to make sure that there are disaster programs to respond in tough times. We've heard from nutrition groups that want to make sure that the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program is strong and responsive. Conservation groups, we've heard from rural development entities, you name it, people are sounding off.
8: What big questions need to be answered in order to determine the potential success of the 2023 Farm Bill?
4: Some of the things that remain to be seen is if the Farm Bill will be split. The last two Farm Bills, there has been an effort to break apart the nutrition programs from the farm programs in the Farm Bill. Politically speaking, doing that is a really bad idea because it helps to have more votes, and if you've got farm interests without the backing of nutrition group interests, it's hard to piece together 218 votes in the House and 51 votes in the Senate, or 60 votes in the Senate, depending on what the circumstances are. It needs to be together, and by building a broader and stronger farm bill coalition, that's how we get it done. A couple other points that we'll need to keep in mind is if there'll be enough baseline to go around with all these priorities on disaster assistance or on increasing reference prices in farm safety net programs, and then on climate, with Inflation Reduction Act spending on climate, there's probably going to be an effort to continue that momentum in the Farm Bill. So how we can include climate priorities will be a big plus.
2: And again, lots of issues involved in that Farm Bill. The biggest question, think it will get it done in 2023, or with the Republican House and a Democratic Senate, will they get hung up? We'll find out. We'll also find out what's going on in the markets 28 minutes after 5 o'clock, Rocky's going to join us next from over at Premier Livestock in Withy.
6: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest
2: Farm Report. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, Rocky Olson joins us from over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Morning, Rocky, how are things looking downtown Lublin?
5: Hey, I'm uh, looking at the thermometer. and stepped outside for a second. I'm like, hey, it's not too bad out there. I like these... Uh like this we
2: might even see a puddle or two
5: yeah well they wanted to get quite as warm no, as they'd no, like no. it to but i'm not going to complain it's sure a lot better than being uh, no. sub-zero or ice yeah. or whatever
2: yeah, last wednesday at this time we we weren't real happy with mother nature but uh, things change in a hurry around here well we've had a uh, wide open market over the holidays we haven't had to shut down at all how'd things go yesterday over there premier uh,
5: thank you Bob and good morning everyone this is how uh, yesterday's uh, special monthly dairy heifer auction shaped up uh, had 250 headed dairy heifers most of the run consisted of open heifers uh, those better quality shortbread heifers 950 to 1250 most of the Holstein open heifers brought a dollar to a dollar thirty five a pound with a top opens up to a dollar fifty uh, very good demand on the heifers today uh, Wednesday we got our dairy cattle auction got a really nice run of dairy cattle for today we got two herd dispersals herd number one we got a crossbred herd of cows, parlor freestall cows. They sell on test, 70 pounds of milk, 2X. Got a nice low cell count of 106. Very, very nice cows in that herd of cows. Herd number two, we got an organic herd. Uh, so, uh, majority are going to be uh, crossbreds, but several Holsteins in there. Herds averaging 55 pounds of the 5'3 butterfat. Got 100 on their cell count. Uh, many, many fancy loads of reputation fresh parlor freestall cows. Really got some good ones today, uh, plus lots more. Full listing on our website. Then uh, next week, Tuesday, now that'll be our special feeder cattle auction. Uh, we're also selling bred stock cows. Call in your consignments for that auction. Uh, very important there. Also coming up, uh, March 24th will be our next uh, machinery auction. Uh, any questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Lots more detailed information uh, on upcoming sales, advanced consignments, and uh, detailed market reports at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And that's the way it shaped up,
2: Bob. So, what's uh, where's the big New Year's celebration going to be?
5: Um, just hanging out with a couple friends, I guess. Well, kind of low key.
2: That works too. That we well, hope you yep. take all our money in the card game. There you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> I'll plan on it. Talk to you in the morning. All right, thanks. Man. There it goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And the weather's changing. It should be not too bad, as we said yesterday some of those new year's parties might be you know bonfires because it'll be nice not bad to be outside we'll find out mike Dandry is going to join us and uh, tell us all about the weather as we get closer and closer to new year's 2023
6: keeping it rural wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
2: it uh, can't be warming up a whole lot mike has still got his stocking cap pulled down over his ears uh either that or he's not as tough a marine as I thought, but uh, excuse me. <laughs> hey, hey, Bob! I just got to say, even though it's warmer, I
0: still got to be smart because it's still into the twenties.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw you. I didn't think you'd have a stocking cap pulled down quite that far this morning when you were outside doing your TV reports. But uh, you're still got her on. That's a good thing because I'm sure. If this weather continues the next week, there'll be kids going to school in shorts.
0: Yeah, and uh, I I pull it down mostly over the ears because uh, if I don't, it kind of looks like a chef's hat. Uh, You know how it sticks up way that high. So uh, I was like, well... I I could pull it down over the ears and look like, uh, I don't know, look like I'm going to rob a bank or something.
2: (laughs) You know, that's what I did think. I thought he looks like he's a crook walking (laughs) around that thing, pulled down over his ears and over his eyes like that. But anyway, it's a whole lot easier to stand outside this morning than a week ago. It's really changed. Yeah, put it this way.
0: Uh, When I'm out there, my voice isn't shaking because I'm not shaking. And uh, that's going to be the story over the next couple of days where it'll feel a lot warmer and it'll be a lot warmer too as we are expecting to get well above our average highs today. Topping out around the mid-30s and it'll be a quiet day. We'll have those winds that are a little breezy, but cloudy and precipitation chances pretty much going to be at a minimum. Maybe just a very slim chance later tonight. But those areas being that we are dipping to around the freezing point, Well, they may have just a little bit of icing. No major travel impacts are expected, but it's just something to keep in mind for your morning commute tomorrow. Otherwise, going into tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Again, just a slim chance at a few showers with highs again into the mid-30s. Tomorrow night, lows dipping to around the low 20s, and we'll tap into a little bit more sunshine for Friday. Still a little cooler, though, highs into the low 30s. Then Saturday and Sunday for New Year's, mostly cloudy, highs into the mid-30s. Maybe just a slim chance at some rain going into Saturday again, and then Monday, And Tuesday we are tracking the possibility of another widespread precipitation event and really kind of uh, depends on what the track of it takes and that will dictate our temperatures and ultimately what type of precipitation we see. But as it looks right now... Uh, Still hanging out into the mid to upper 30s, both for Monday and Tuesday. And at the moment, we have some clouds rolling in at a temperature of 26 degrees in Eau Claire.
2: And the nice thing about any breeze or wind, it'll be out of the south today, I think I heard you say.
0: Yep, and that'll keep bringing in that warmer air, too. So that's going to be
2: nice. Uh, Good enough. Maybe you can put a baseball cap on (laughs) though.
0: Yeah, if I had a -A WEAU baseball cap, I think that would be kind of cool. I'd wear that more often in the summer.
2: Well, there you go. Tell the boss to... Spend a little money and buy some
0: caps. (laughs) You know what? I I might have to take you with me and uh, have that conversation.
2: (laughs) I'll help you out. All right. Thanks, Mike. Yep. All right. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 helping us with the weather. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's continue on this morning. Lots of stuff as we're 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. Got to get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is anxiously waiting to tell us about some of the things going on around the area. And uh, I imagine you like this weather more than most people.
9: Today, the warm-up. Yeah, that's yeah. What I
2: say. You're kind of a sun goddess. Well, well, not a sun got us, but a warm weather got us.
9: I can tell you, I like the fact that if I walk outside now, my cheeks don't go numb. <laughs> just those little things really matter in Wisconsin in winter, you know?
2: Oh, boy, last week, just thinking of going outside, your cheeks getting numb.
9: Looking outside I from know. the house. I I, we have an old farmhouse. I said I was pretty sure standing by our drafty door, I had to put my coat on. So, yeah, oh, this that's... is a nice welcome reprieve from Mother Nature. Yeah,
2: that's for sure. I know my grandma said, this house is so old you can throw a cat through the wall and not break a board. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have to bring
9: that one we have a cat and some days she makes me want to do it
2: <laughs> what's going on oh with
9: 715 newsroom headlines we are going to start pretty close to our area good morning here's what we are learning today it begins in local courts with a young woman from the chippewa valley who's serving a life sentence for stabbing a man to death in 2018 she wants a new trial ezra mccandless's lawyers this week filed a motion for that new trial taking off a laundry list of things they said were problematic with her first case a jury in dunn county convicted mccandless of stabbing her boyfriend in 24-year-old Alex Woodworth, to death during a fight four years ago. She's serving a life sentence but can ask for parole in 2070. McCandless claims she killed her boyfriend in self-defense. As we look to other headlines, it's a change at the DNR. Governor Evers goes to Sheboygan County to get his next DNR chief. The governor yesterday named Sheboygan County Administrator Adam Payne as his next DNR secretary as Payne had been County Administrator in Sheboygan County for the past 24 years. The governor says Payne is an outdoorsman and conservationist, and Payne will take over for Preston Cole, who recently announced his retirement. Payne will need to be confirmed by the state Senate before getting the job on a full-time basis. As we look to the political stage with national connections after a campaign in which he never debated his opponent and seldom spoke to the media, third district congressman-elect in a name you might recognize, Derek Van Orden, makes a pledge of accessibility.
5: I plan on being the most accessible congressman in the history of Congress. And I also plan on providing the best constituent services of any member of Congress. And
4: that's not attached to a political party. The
9: Republican will secede longtime Democratic Congressman Ron Kind, of course, as Van Orden also says he's hoping to secure a seat on the House Agriculture Committee. As we look into a couple other headlines that check into Eau Claire, it seems people are coming back to the area. You've probably heard about those Southwest cancellations. That affected some Milwaukee cities and uh, other places, many places around the country. But here in Eau Claire, we were seeing people check back in, uh, at least according to the numbers and room tax, right, John?
4: The city of Eau Claire yesterday said room tax collections for last year jumped 17% from the year before. The city took in $2.2 million in room tax money in 2021. That's far better than 2020 when fewer people came to Eau Claire. The city says the $2.2 million is even better than the last pre-pandemic total of $2 million in room taxes back in 2019. I'm John DeMastar.
9: Andy, hung up the helmet, but will he be back? The pride of Pewaukee said, not much, other than he was hanging it up. J.J. Watt announced his retirement and wrote that it was an absolute honor and pleasure to play professional football. Not sure what he plans to do next, but something tells me if he does decide to come home here to the Dairyland, it'll be arms wide open to welcome him back. And we head to the barn with Bob O'Sold and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
2: Boy, and besides being a great football player, a great guy, what, when Houston had that big storm mm-hmm. he thought he'd raise a few bucks and he had, I mean he went on what is it, uh what's that line? GoFundMe. Go fund me, Go me. Yep. thank you. And millions and millions of dollars on him because people liked him and what he was doing was so good. And that's nice way guy. more,
9: yeah, way more important than you know. His sports obviously speaks for himself, and he is great on the <laughs> field. But the, what he did after and and beyond yeah. that, I think you're right, is more important. He was very philanthropic. I mean, oh, even yeah. at a young age, and that's what makes you love the guy. You know, yeah, he really easy is. to cheer for him. That's for sure. Yeah, that's
2: for sure. Hey, I was out having uh, hamburgers last night with some some friends, the Quillings, over in Menominee. All right, and we got to talking about uh, Boyceville and. A course right away <laughs> I, my eyes lit up oh gosh i know and they were talking about a young lady that is uh, evident and i apologize for not knowing her her first name is madeline and you said madeline uh, bailey
9: madeline bailey
2: yes yeah, yeah, she-, she was at the mabel tanner but she's what a singer
9: musician yeah. yeah she um i know she was on i think it was america's got talent mm-hmm. my middle niece is a big fan but uh they yeah she was recently at the mabel Tainer. she was doing kind of a holiday show there uh, which is beautiful venue oh, to it be is. at the it's mabel Tainer. but yeah she's a uh, voiceful connections for sure
2: boy oh boy madeline bailey andy pafko morgan mccarthy <laughs> the- Three, you know what? The three stars of Boysville. Of
9: those three, one of us is more likely than the rest to be flipping those burgers you were eating, and that's uh, yours truly right here. So, yeah. Oh,
2: boy. <laughs> you can't sing. Maybe. I thought maybe you and her do a duet.
9: No. No. I, you know what? I have a better shot at swinging for the uh, home fence like PAFCO <laughs> than singing. I think more uh, people. Yeah, I bat, not guitar. Oh,
2: well, that's good. <laughs> All right, my dear. See you later. It's a date, Bob. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning on Wax. Agriculture—it's Wisconsin way of life.
6: Wax one hundred four point five, and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: It's almost a quarter to six here at Wax, and we've got markets to get to. We will, but it's survey time. As uh, seems like the end of the year is always survey time. Now underway, the USDA's twenty twenty two Agricultural Resource Management Survey. That survey will include about fifteen hundred Wisconsin farmers, thirty five thousand producers across the country getting information on individual farm economics and production practices. USDA officials say it's the only survey that measures the current financial well-being of producers. And if survey forms are not returned in January, if you get one of these and you don't return it by January, government interviewers will start contacting farmers in February to get the information. It's required by law that you have to give this. It's all kept confidential. Results of that survey published next July and uh, affecting far fewer people will be the 2023 commercial floriculture survey. That includes about 900 producers in Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. The uh, NAS folks want to know about individual production areas, total sales of floriculture commodities, and the number of workers in each operation. And that information has to be in by this Friday, December 30th, or again, a representative of NAS will probably be contacting producers to get that information. Results of that survey will be published uh, this coming May.
6: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over
2: 35 years.
6: WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So
2: let's get to the markets here and find out what's happening at sale binds. As again, it's a it's a full week of trading with the holiday on Sunday. Yesterday they had a sale over at the El Tuna Barn. Here's Jim Lindsay to tell us what happened. Choice beef steers and heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar forty seven.
10: Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar forty seven. High yielding choice and prime holstein steers a dollar thirty five to a dollar forty seven. We had a top of a dollar fifty. Choice holstein steers a dollar twenty to a dollar thirty four. Select Underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar nineteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from seventy five to eighty seven, we had a top of ninety four. Sixty percent of the cows sold from forty six to seventy four, the bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from forty five and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to 93. The bottom 20% of organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cow bulls sold from 65 to 90. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $135 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to $305 per head. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, January 6th, starting at noon. We will feature bred beef cows on this sale. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to the upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the El Tuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in El Tuna. Have a great day.
6: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn, talk to Jerry Fitzgerald. He's much more rest- rested this week than he was last week, having to get up about every hour to stoke the fire to keep warm. So uh, Mother Nature's been a little more kind to you this week, Jerry.
1: Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. You know, you stop and think about it. Last week we are talking about chill factors, what, 35 below zero, and this week 38 above, that's... Uh, 73 degrees difference.
2: It's like going on vacation to Florida, isn't it? Well, yeah, and it don't cost very much there either. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, it sure is nicer this week than last week. What about the the markets? How have they been doing this week?
1: Well, we'll tell the folks about it. Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford, and we'll start out with the organic market. First of all, the... Uh, uh, we sell organic market cattle every Tuesday here in Stratford. With the high yielding organic cows in yesterday's auction, we're selling from eighty-two to a dollar two. Lower yielding organics from uh, eighty and below. Conventional-type market cows yesterday on strong trend, high-yielding plushy Olsteen cows selling from 73 all the way up to 89.5. Most of the cows yesterday from uh, 52 to 72, thinner cows like carcass cows below 50. Bull trade this week, a better quality bulls, are selling from 82 to 94, lighter bulls below 80. Uh, we'll have an update on the fed cattle market tomorrow morning, uh, tomorrow morning. Most of those will be sold today. Calf market so far this week, the good quality holding bull calves, 70 up to a top of 170. Uh, Very limited demand on the heifer calves, 30 and below. Beef calves, multiple 125 to 275, and pointer calves, $50 and below. And we are at Wednesday, full marketing day here at Stratford. Today on Wednesday, we do sell market cattle, of course. Sheep hog and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale today will be a noontime start. And just a reminder, our next special feeder cattle sale will be uh, one week from today uh, featuring bread beef cows, and that'll be on Wednesday, January 4th, and uh, that will be featuring bread beef cows, and we do have con- cows on the consignment list already. So, folks, if you got bread beef cows, let us know if they them on the consignment list. That'll be with one week from today. So, Bob, that's what we have this morning, and uh, I guess the only thing we have to really be concerned about the weather is maybe that... Uh, Rain Is it going to maybe freeze
2: a little bit or what? Well, it's going to be, you know, you get in the mid-30s, get precipitation can be anything, so be careful out there. If you're going to be moving around, take a little extra time and just be smart. It's Wisconsin. We've seen it before. Hey, you have a good one, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. You also, Bob. Enjoy the day. Thank you. We will. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. For
6: those who work in Acres... Not in hours. Wax one oh four point five and the
2: Midwest Farm Report. And our markets brought to you by Synergy Cooperative in the Ridgeland area. Looking first of all at the board of trade uh, was higher yesterday. Corn up on some South American crop concerns, beans were in fact. Beans were way up during the trade yesterday to fifteen twenty two and then fell back to close about four cents higher. And uh, wheat was up too. Cold weather concerns were allayed a little bit as the weather's getting better. Overnight, what happened? March corn down a penny at six seventy-three. The oats up a fraction at three seventy. The wheat for March down two to three cents at seven seventy one. And those soybeans for March up eleven overnight, finishing at fifteen dollars. We said during the day trade yesterday it did get up to fifteen twenty-two, but they did fall back. But fifteen dollars a bushel this morning. Soybean meal up four dollars and ten cents, four hundred fifty-one dollars and ninety cents. Country elevator prices out at wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls facility, corn is six sixteen, beans 14 thir- uh fourteen thirty-five at Connorsville, corn is six sixteen, the beans fourteen twenty-five in Connorsville. On the DTN screen at Baldwin, corn tells us six twenty-nine a bushel beans, 1422 at Duran, 620 and 1416. In Mondovi, the corn is 631, the beans, 1421. Elmwood, 629 and 1426. Creek, the corn is 611, the beans, 1401. 634, the corn price in Osseo, 1426 on the beans. Elk Mound, the corn is 622, beans, 1424. Sparta, 617 and 1415. Ellsworth, Corn 599, beans 1372, ethanol plants, Boysville, corn 647, Stanley 636, the new Richmond grain facility 633. Barrel cheese traded six cents higher yesterday at 185 and a half. The blocks up three and a quarter at 215 and a half. And the butter down one and a half at 238. December class three unchanged 2053. January up 37 and 1983. February up 14 at 1881. March up 7 at 1870, and April up 5 at 1904. Again, weather's a whole lot better than it was a week ago. 38, 36, something like that today. But again, a chance of precipitation, and at those temperatures, be careful. could be a little icy underneath. Tonight, down to 25, 37 tomorrow with a little more precipitation. And, well, if you're wondering about the New Year's weekend, should be pretty nice mid-30s for both Saturday and Sunday. Right now it's 26 degrees. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at
6: WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chelsea family of brand dealerships, Chipola Falls and Kadak. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.